Watch up, Doc. Grab yourself a cold one, sit back, relax. Sportsmacher is on the air. And it's the only sports show that mocks. And Sportsmacher is on the air. I'm Jeff Swanson. Joining me as always, Luke Friedrich. How you doing, Luke? What up? So uh, we've got a, a big show for you tonight. Uh, we've got uh, a, a lot of football talk, but not as much as, as we've had in the past. We're going to mix things up a little bit. We're going to talk uh, about Minnesota sports, the Timberwolves. We've got some baseball talk, and, uh, and we've got your mocks. So it's going to be a fun show, but we got to start with college football. We learned uh, the, 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 the Gophers are headed to a New Year's Day bowl game. Uh, they're going to get Auburn in the Outback Bowl, Luke. Awesome for the program, man. Auburn, Auburn, one of those upper echelon SEC programs. Um, exposure is going to be great. Um, you know, still a little down from Wisconsin, but I think this is, is pretty cool to look forward to. We got a month to talk about what it all means and break it down. But right now, just uh, another really positive step in a good year. You know, I think we've said this uh, on each of the shows. If you'd have asked us in August, the team is going to be playing in a New Year's Day Bowl against an SEC school in Auburn. Um, in, in Tampa, in the Outback Bowl, you just said, heck yeah, well, let's do it, sign me up, and, uh, and they're going to be 10-2. and two. Heck of a year, great for, uh, for the program, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch and, and, and see what this team puts together against, uh, you know, really a, a, a team that, uh, in Auburn that, uh, that had a, a, a good year, not a great year for them, finished 9-3, and three, uh, but had a big win against Alabama to, uh, to really knock them out of any playoff contention. Yeah, and that was fun with me to see, by the way. Yeah, I was perfectly happy with it. Uh, tough luck to say, but right. <laughs> poor guy. So the uh, the, the, the Gophers um, will play on New Year's Day. Uh, we know that the, the the college football playoffs, um, you know, have been set, and we know the four teams that will be playing for the championship this year. And 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 really, it's it at the end of the season. It's no surprise. Yeah, it's funny. The um, there's always the the debate and the back and forth and who's going to end up where. And you landed with um, four teams that are pretty clear cut this year. I think um, after the conference championship games finished up, everyone kind of knew it was going to be those four teams. So no surprises. Um, four of kind of the blue bloods. But um, man, the, those are four great matchups. I cannot wait to watch it. Four really good teams with excellent quarterbacks. It's going to be fun to watch. So LSU flip flops with Ohio State. LSU moves to number number one. Ohio State uh, slips to two. Clemson and Oklahoma are in. Oklahoma, the only one loss team uh, uh, that that uh, is in the grouping there. Um, so pretty, pretty exciting to, to see what those four teams do. It's going to be fantastic football. So it always brings up the, the, you know, the debate. Um, and I don't know if you've had the chance to watch any of the ESPN programs, uh, around the college 150, the 150 years of college football, but they have a, a program called, you know, I think it's bowls and polls and, and it talks about the history of, you know, crowning the, uh, the, the national champion and, and, and the bowl games. And I found it really fascinating to, to see, you know, through the years how it's evolved and, uh, and, and changed from, you know, originally it was uh, you played out the year and, and, and you went home. 
Um, then the Rose Bowl came along. And you played you played in the Rose Bowl. That was the one that mattered. The AP uh, started coming out with their their poll. Uh, of course, that's the media poll, and they selected the champion uh, at the end of the year, and it was voted on by by media members, and many of them, you know, sitting in you know California, voting on teams from the East Coast, and 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 it's evolved through the years now to the BCS and now to the the college football playoffs. But there's a lot of of of, of uh, I guess intensity around expanding it to an eight-team playoff, and uh, I think this is one that's you know really great debate and and uh, and something that I'm in favor of. Yeah, you know it's funny you mentioned that. I used to when they first went to the football playoff originally in the four teams. I thought, well, I don't, I'm not a big fan. Let's keep it. Let's keep it the way it's always been. You know, it makes every regular season game matter. It makes all the bowls matter. Yada yada yada. Um, I've definitely come around on four teams, um, and even a little bit on eight. Uh, honestly, through a lot of conversations with my friends, uh, guys who've watched college, college football pretty religiously even longer than I have. Um, and in fact, Jeff, I think we've got uh, a take on that from a caller this week that we, may, we should maybe drop in here about that 18 versus 14 debate. Yeah, absolutely. Let's hear from Todd. Hey, this is Todd from the cities. Um, now that the smoke settled, I wanted to kind of give my take on the playoff format for college football. Uh, once again, um, I guess they probably got it right with the top four teams. But what I'm kind of getting tired of is, uh, to compare it to the NFL, it is kind of nice to see some underdogs once in a while. That's why I kind of wanted to, you know, even even since the Gophers lost and, and had no shot, I thought maybe Utah would have a chance to get in the playoffs. Just like the Gophers, if they would have snuck in at number four, if they would have, say they would have beat Wisconsin and lost a close game to Ohio State, um, I still would have rather seen what would happen, even if even if people would say, if we played Alabama in the playoffs, we'd lose, you know, 9 out of 10 times, maybe 19 out of 20 times. But that one time, that would be something pretty special for college football, I think. Yeah, so uh, Todd um, makes a good point here, Jeff. I think, like I said, I've always, I was always kind of hesitant on expanding. Um, I like to... And the great thing about college football to me in the past has been every game counts. But um, the irony notwithstanding that this year, I think everyone kind of agrees the four teams that they picked are the right four teams. Um, the idea of an underdog, of kind of moving beyond those same old teams, it feels like it's those same four, five, maybe six programs that are in this thing every single year. Um, and they've earned it, and that's great. But it'd be fun to see some of those mid-major teams get in. It'd be fun to see a Utah in this year, um, Oregon in there. You get all the Power 5 teams Um I'm really starting to come around on this myself, and that, and that kind of surprises me, to be honest. You know, the the Bulls always had kind of a you know a lock hold on on uh, on the end of the year games um, because of the money, and uh, and obviously big bucks associated with playing in the Rose Bowl and the Cotton Bowl, uh, the Orange Bowl, and such. Um, but as, as you start to realize that the, the money is really driven by television, and uh, and and if, you know television. If they can get yet another game um, into the mix, uh, I think everyone would be in favor of it. And and I love to, to your point, get all the Power Five teams. They can send a champion to it. Um, but open up those those three spots for you know a, a Cinderella team. To your point, uh, you know a, a Utah this year, maybe a Baylor. Um, you know, uh, think about a, a you know back in the, in the day when a BYU. Um, you know, they won the national championship. But there was a lot of debate about them being the best team in the country. If you'd have had the opportunity for for these teams to play each other, you really get to decide it. And and, and so I'm, I'm I'm coming around to the notion of, of an eight team playoff. And and uh, and and here's my thought on it. You know, 
you still can have the bowl games, but maybe you have a, a maybe you have a four regional, and and by that almost like the uh, like March Madness, um, second weekend of December uh, after the championship games, you send you you know your eight teams to play in a in a in a four team regional, one in the north, one in the south, one in the east, one in the west. And uh, and you get one of the big stadiums, uh, NFL stadium, to host it, and and uh, and you create yet another exciting weekend of of college football to really narrow it down from the eight to the four. Yeah, I think I mean it's it's a debate that's going to keep happening, and like I said, I think more people I talk to are coming around on it a little more, and um, it's definitely something I think they need to look at because it will it will certainly add to the excitement, that's for sure. As for the Gophers, they'll be in Tampa, and uh, and that's going to be exciting. Uh, again, a New Year's Day bowl. Uh, against Auburn. It's going to be a, a great ending to what's been a really exciting college football season, certainly the best around here in a long time. So switching gears, staying on the on the football topic, I don't think that there's necessarily a lot to talk about with the Vikings. They get past Detroit <laughs> in, uh, in a barn burner of a game. Oh, it was real exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they got, they got the win as they flipping better against the uh, Lions with, what, a second, third, fourth, fifth string quarterback? I don't know. Um, yeah, it was, it was a, they won the game. It was boring. The refs were terrible. Kind of the same, same old song we have with the Vikings every week. Um, I was starting to worry a little bit about Adam Thielen, Jeff. Um, my wife actually, of all people made the, uh, the Joe Maurer comparison to me last week being like, well, he's from Minnesota. He was really, really good. You know, his first few years, um, everybody loves him. And now he's got this leg injury. He's been out for a while. Shouldn't he be back by now? Um, they're saying today, middle of the week here, that they're expecting him probably to play this weekend. So yeah. hopefully we don't have to worry about that. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I mean, they, they definitely need that guy back and, and fully healthy when we get the Bears and Packers. So Chargers won't be any slouch. I think they put up like 45 points last week, something like that. Um, so that that's a, a big game for us this Sunday. But um, obviously those Bears-Packers games are, are going to have a lot to do with not only the North, but now the wild card. The Bears are 7-6. and six. They're kind of on a little bit of a roll here after slumping. Um so we need Thielen, Cook, everybody healthy for those two games. They're at home, so it's a great opportunity, but it's it's not going to be easy. One thing, kudos to the NFL for getting it right with uh, with the, the Vikings ending with the Packers and and the Bears. And I think for the most part, they've they've been pretty good about uh, having those rivalry games at the at the end of the year. It still kind mm-hmm. of uh, bothers me that that the Gophers and I'm sorry to go back to college, but the Gophers will not get Wisconsin to end the year next year. They get instead Nebraska, and that that just bugs the hell out of me. Yeah, that is lame, and I'm very surprised that uh, you would be thinking about the Gophers. By the way, <laughs> hey, speaking of you, speaking of you, I don't want to get too far in here without giving the uh, listeners an important update. Uh, how was the back after last week, my friend? You can barely <laughs> sit down for the podcast, as I recall. Yeah, I I, uh, I was uh, slightly drugged and uh, and in in quite a bit of pain, but. Uh, uh, you know, amazingly, acupuncture does wonders, and uh, oh my and, god, <laughs> and acupuncture! I'm, I'm feeling uh, feeling much better tonight. Thanks for asking, Luke. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad I asked because I never would have got that acupuncture thing uh, on the air on record if you hadn't. So, um, acupuncture uh, had trouble sitting down for a podcast. Um, the, the old jokes, Jeff, are going to be really easy for me at this rate. I just got to say, yeah, no, nothing about a little prick. But I will tell you that uh, <laughs> that, that, that that and 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 then God's honest truth. Uh, the first time I've, I've had acupuncture, and and it was uh, it was amazing, and and I I, I do feel uh, tremendously better, and uh, and hopefully the uh, the mock cast tonight sounds better because of it. Probably, um, probably, but yeah, I, I, acupuncture. It, it, it kind of just freaks me out a little bit. I gotta be honest. So I must take your word for it. 
All right, so um, we actually are going to uh, to you know continue on with the very topic of Minnesota sports. Our hashtag MN Sports. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, we need to do that. And and uh, you know I think obviously we want to talk a little bit about uh, about the Timberwolves, and I think you uh, you of all things uh, uh, you know feel really good about what the Timberwolves are doing. Oh yeah, the Timberwolves, uh, as only a Minnesota sports team can do, um, had a, a loss on Friday night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, the loss, you know, by the Timberwolves is not exactly uh, exciting or breaking news for anyone. Um, how they lost, however, Jeff, is is the Minnesota sports part of this. So the Timberwolves have 1.1 second left in the game. Um, they're up by two points, and the Thunder. Um, needing, you know, a miracle to win, get it on behalf of the Timberwolves. So they have a player check-in. The Timberwolves has his jersey untouched. He gets a technical foul for having his jersey untouched, which I've never seen happen in my entire <laughs> life, by the way. But, so they go down. They, they get a, a free throw. They make it. Timberwolves make a free throw back. So we're still up two. But we could have been up three without the technical foul, right? So 1.1 second left. We make the free throw. The Thunder inbound the ball. Touchdown pass, length of the court, over the top of our defender who's trailing his guy. I have no idea why. They catch it, make a layup, falling out of bounds with 1.1 second left on the clock. Keep that in mind. They beat the clock. They tie the game, go to overtime, and get destroyed in overtime. So so, 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 so many things in there um, that, that just are crazy. It's, again, like, I've never – I'm a basketball junkie. I've watched a million basketball games. I'm sad to say I've watched a ton of Timberwolves games in my lifetime, which I probably should have learned by now, by the way. <laughs> um, but, man, like, I've never seen anyone get a technical for having a jersey untucked and then give up – much less give up a, a one-second length of the court play. Like, the Timberwolves could have missed the free throw. They never get a chance to make that play and score. Um, keep the jersey tucked in maybe they win i just it's it's one of those things where i swear it can only happen to us um and i, I just still I, I just still can't believe it happened even though it shouldn't surprise it, yeah i mean again two things three things probably in 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 a matter of of, of a few seconds that, that play out there which are, are ridiculous and, and i'm sure that that uh that vegas will probably be adding in uh you know some sort of a betting line that you can uh you can go with for uh you know, for players checking in with untucked uh, uniforms. <laughs> it's just such a stupid, classic Minnesota thing to do. It's, it's just, yeah, Minnesota, man. But you, you know what? We're actually going to stay on this topic for just a second and, and uh, or maybe longer than a second uh, because we're going to bring in our good friend, Scott Nieskern, who is uh, is our uniform rules expert and uh, and hear from him on this topic. So joining us now is Scott Nieskern. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I don't know if I'm an expert, but, you know, I'll do my best. Well, I don't even know if that's a real thing, by the way. Uniform expert, is that a thing? Yeah, I am. I'm an uniform expert. I'm a uniform right, well, expert. Take, take it away, then. Well, so so we've been talking about the the, the Timberwolves' loss to uh, to Oklahoma City and and the ridiculous way that it that it finished with the uh, with the technical. Um, Scott, give us your take on this. Well, okay, so I I, I know uniforms. I've never seen this before, and. I did some research on this, and it actually has happened in the past uh, with the Houston Rockets and the Spurs back in, like, 2014 or something like that. Uh, guy came in, and he was tucking in his jersey, and he got nailed for a technical. But So, again, it's happened, but uh, it, it's bizarre. I've never seen anything like this before. And, of course, leave it to the Timberwolves to lose the game because of it. <laughs> but you got to give you got to give Chris Paul credit for this thing. I mean, for him to know the rules, 
and know that it's keeping track of the Timberwolves with their delay of game, and they know he's going to get a they're going to get a T on this was just it was sick. I was I was very impressed. Yeah, I I, I uh, hate Chris Paul, but uh, yeah, that was a it was a pretty savvy move, even if it was the stupidest rule I've ever heard of. Well, okay, so Scotty, you're the uniform well, guy here, right? You're the uniform guy. Why does it even matter if the dang uniform's tucked in or not anyway? Who cares? Okay, so let's go to the slob, the slob uh, the factor, because look at <laughs> look at the NBA. Okay, so the NBA and the M- MLB and NHL have cleaned up their act in the, like the last five to seven years. I was thinking about this today um, on the way home, and these guys have all really cleaned up their acts. If you look, if you look at like seven to ten years ago. It was pajama. It was just pajama, elephant pants. It was just. It was a joke. MLB, <laughs> hockey, basketball, it, everything was just like it was just baggy everything. It was like baggy, the, baggy. Uh, I call it the saggy baggy elephant phenomenon. It was the saggy baggy <laughs> elephant phenomenon. I've definitely and, never heard that term before. <laughs> and, and it's like these pajamas, and now they, they clean it all up. And I I like that they make them tuck it in and get it cleaned up. And you got to, again, remember, it's a uniform. It's not like, you know, everybody wear whatever the hell they want. So unlike in the NFL, which is a complete farce on their uniform policy. So I like it. I like the fact that they're cleaned up. I like that things are tightening up. I think that like things are looking uniform. They look like they're, you know, a team. So, yeah, it matters. It's, it's, it's an <sighs> aesthetic thing. It's, it's, it's <laughs> what are you saying about I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to disagree with, you know, the, the idea of let's not look like a bunch of slobs out there, but a technical foul that can cost you the damn game? Okay, I see what you're saying. So if you come at it from the fact that why does it cost you a technical? Because I think what the thing was is they called it delay of game, right? Isn't that what right. they said? Yeah, and it was the second so, one. So, yeah, so that's what So what they're saying that. is, okay, I'm coming into the game, my jersey's untucked, the delay of game because I had to tuck my stupid jersey in. Um, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. So what's next? I, the, I, I the, say, your your shoelace is untied? Is there going to be another delay of game? It takes longer to tie a shoe than it does to tuck in your shirt, Ooh. right? I wonder if that's a thing. If well, I mean, Jeff, Jeff, I got to be honest with you. I, I tie my shoes pretty fast. You still struggle with that? Or? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I go with Velcro. <laughs> well, at your age, you know, especially yep. with, that back, with that back injury, it's probably a little easier, so that's a good call. All righty. Hey, Scotty, great take. Thanks for uh, for filling in a few of the blanks on uh, on the Tuckett rule. And uh, and uh, as always, we will have you back on the show to talk uniforms and uh, and keep us apprised of uh, of the, what would you call it, the faggy baggy uh, rule? Saggy baggy elephant rule, or... Saggy baggy elephant era. Saggy baggy elephant era. That must have been back at the uh, Gustavus days, huh? Folks, that was more like the uh, that was more like the equivalent of the nineties area era there, Jeff. Yeah, the, the baggy <laughs> grunge era. It so was nineties like, grunge era. <laughs> yeah. That was like me, you know, nineties area. The clothes that are you know probably three sizes too big for me even now. Um, you guys were what? You guys were eighties. So you were like what? Pin jeans and hypercolor and stuff. Like what were you guys doing back? Which then? is all coming yeah, back. Little, little uh, Ocean like, Pacific and shit. members only. Hey, nice. we're not going to go down that path. So, Scotty, good uh, good catching up with you tonight. And, uh, and, and as always, uh, we look forward to getting your takes on the uniforms. And we will have you back on before the bowl season to uh, to break down all of the bowl unis um, to the extent yes. that can be done. I will. <laughs> Extensive will be great. Thanks, right. dude. Thanks, guys.
Alrighty. So one of the things that, that, that we, we want to do is, is kind of capture moments from, uh, from our fans. And uh, our question to you this week is, uh, is really around our hashtag MN Sports. What is your all-time Minnesota sports moment? You know, those, those ones that make you shake your head. Obviously, we, we all know the, uh, the missed field goals uh, for the Vikings. But what is your all-time Minnesota sports moment? And it can be anything that, uh, that again, left you shaking your head. Uh, go ahead and uh, and send us an audio clip. You can send it to us at thesportsmocker at gmail.com. Um, you can certainly uh, send us a note on Twitter at thesportsmocker. Um, but we want to hear from you and collect those uh, those comments for next week's show. Luke. Yeah, and I think uh, as we just discussed with the Timberwolves, there are a plethora of a uh, hashtag Minnesota sports moments to choose from. I do think we should maybe, uh, I think we probably all picked the uh, 98 Vikings team, the loss of the Falcons in the uh, championship game, Gary Anderson, that whole deal. I think we probably all agree that's number one for the most part. So I would say other than that, we're looking for submissions on, on anything else. Cause I just, I don't know. Anyone, don't know anyone who probably won't pick that one. Number one, but Lord knows there are plenty more to hear from. So I'm, I'm really excited to kind of hear what, uh, what people are going to put here. So talking now, uh, we, we, we talked a little bit about the Timberwolves, but uh, but we do want to. They are, are in mid-swing in their season, and, and uh, we do want to talk just briefly about, uh, about what's happening with them. Yeah, well, the – I mean, do we really want to talk about the Timberwolves? Yeah, no. Uh, so the Timberwolves hey, – you, yeah, just... you were the one that said we got to cover the Timberwolves this week, so we're going to cover the Timberwolves. No, you're right. That's fair. I'm sorry. I just, you know, once I started talking about them, I realized why we don't cover them sometimes. But anyway, um, they've lost uh, five games in a row now, Jeff. So um, after a, after what? what Wait, this just be... in. They've lost again. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a live report as we take this. Um, the yeah. So they they looked for a minute there. Um, for maybe for literally a minute, like they might uh, be able to kind of hang at the bottom of the playoff race. You've got some Western teams that are, it's really top heavy in the West this year. Um, and the bad teams are really bad. Um, but the Timberwolves who look like they might have a shot kind of hanging out that seven, eight seed. If they keep playing well, have just, they've looked horrible again, the last four or five games. Andrew Wiggins continues to be probably the worst max contract that I can certainly remember in my lifetime. Um, and I, I do worry a little bit about, Towns and he feels it feels a little bit like the Kevin Garnett situation uh, without the playoff appearances so far, <laughs> you know, where you've got a an otherworldly talent, um, kind of a generational type guy that we have and we just can't seem to be we're not capable of putting the pieces around him to make them competitive. So I hope I'm wrong, but uh, it does not look to me early on this year like we're going to have the Timberwolves do anything significant again. Well, you know, that's what happens, I guess, right? <laughs> that is what happens when you <laughs> – that's really all I need to say about the Timberwolves right there. Now, the good news, Jeff, while we're talking basketball, we do have the Gophers basketball – oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> right, exactly. Talk about a <laughs> talk about a dumpster fire. Um, you know, so you, you brought it up, and I, I, I can't let it go. Um, the uh, – so Richard Pitino, right, sixth year with with the program, he gets us to 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 the playoffs. Uh, you know, last year we feel good about maybe the direction of of where we're headed, and and this year looks like it's going to be just a a colossal dumpster fire. I mean, they're they're they've lost six oh, games bad, now. They just they, they just lost to Iowa by twenty. Iowa's got a good program, but but honest to God, I mean, you know, we're we're, we're going to be lucky to get ten wins this year. Yeah, they are. They look horrible. Um, it just, it, you know, when Patino got hired, there were there were a lot of people who fairly 
asks, you know, if this guy's last name was Anderson or Johnson or Smith or whatever, is he hired? And I think the obvious answer is no. Richard um, Anderson would be a great hire. I mean, <laughs> so I, MacGyver, at right? That's <laughs> it's a really good point, actually. Um, and honestly, man, at this point, um, I would pretty much be willing to put the search out to anybody because <laughs> um, I just Patino's done a few good things, but like I don't, I don't feel like the, the program has any kind of identity with him. Um, the recruiting, it's just like there, there was a kid from uh, Zeke Minaj, a kid who played I think at Hopkins last year. It was a consensus, you know, top recruit uh, nationwide. Goes down to Arizona, who had an awful year last year. Um, but goes in and for through like the first nine games down there, he's like second in the nation in field goal percentage. I just, if you, if you bring a guy in and he's got the name, which is a huge reason he was hired, we've, we, we're still not getting the recruits we should get in the state. We're losing to teams that we should be, and there's just no identity. I'm not a fire the coach every time a team sucks kind of guy. Cause I feel like a lot of fans do that now, but I mean, at what point do you go, is this, I mean, are we willing to accept like every three or four years we go to the tournament? I mean, that's kind of where we were at with Munson. It's kind of where we we're at with Tubby. I mean, what's the what's the threshold got to be here? I don't know. It's 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 really frustrating because speaking of Minnesota sports moments, Jeff, some of my favorite sports moments uh, as a kid were watching that Gophers Final Four run when I was in high school. The one um, that we vacated. I mean, <laughs> yes, and, and which is no longer existent because why? Because Minnesota sports. Um, but I mean, you know, that, when you have a team making that kind of run, it's in, in the Final Four. March Madness is my favorite, you know, sporting event in the world. Um, it just sucks that we can never get there with any consistency, much less do anything when we get there. I just, I, I don't know. You know, we'll have more time to talk about the Gopher basketball team because we run out of football here shortly. <laughs> so <laughs> the, there, there will be really topics to discuss on this, and, and, and I think we'll dig in a little bit more. Uh, one thing that Mark Coyle told me personally when I was, uh, was uh, in Maryland for a Gopher game a few years ago was that he didn't take the job at Minnesota to be mediocre. A few months later, he fired Tracy Clays and brought in P.J. Fleck, and we know the direction uh, of the football program. But it still yeah, gives also, me pause about the about the basketball program because we are we are mediocre right now. Yeah, well, maybe that's a sign of hope. If, if maybe it takes a little longer to come around there, but um, um, let, let's hope he takes that same approach at some point. Whether that's doing something different with Patino and his staff, or going another direction because it's it's really frustrating. I, I guess there is one way of hope for us, though, Jeff. Um, Every number one team, we talked about this last week in the mocks, every number one team seems to lose. <laughs> Louisville gets the number one and loses this week to an unranked team. Um, we do not have to worry about that with the Gophers this year. So I guess that's a positive, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right? right? Yeah, yeah, hey. We'll find out. So, Things can happen. The, the the players can come together. Um, it's it's a long season, and and, uh, and at, at the current rate, it's going to be a really long season. So <laughs> <laughs> That is for sure. Speaking of – well, yeah, so I was going to say, speaking of a long season, uh, you know, baseball uh, goes for 162 games, and, and it feels like it starts in, in January and ends in, in, in December, and it's almost the truth to that. But, uh, you know, it's time to start talking a little bit about baseball again. Yeah, it's a huge week uh, when it comes to free agency overall. So Garrett Cole signs like a billion-dollar contract with the Yankees, um, which was huge, huge, huge news um, and totally unexpected, which, by the way, um, I believe we have a pretty good baseball take from a, uh, a sports market contributor this week. Maybe we want to drop that in here. Yeah, absolutely. Let's hear from Dave now. Hey, guys. Dave from Shoreview here. Fun fact, Shoreview was voted the most livable city in Minnesota. Anyway, I'm enjoying the podcast so far. Keep up the good work. The only thing missing is a segment from Hockey Dan. Looking forward to that in the near future. So since I've been right on a couple of predictions recently, I figured I'd throw out a few hot takes for you to discuss. Let's talk Garrett Cole. 
I predicted Cole would sign with the Yankees. Who wouldn't? Why wouldn't you want to play for the Yankees and make that kind of money? Win a couple titles. It's a no-brainer. If he doesn't like it there, he can opt out in a few years and finish his career with the Angels near his hometown. I also love that Scott Boris always has a mystery team involved before his clients sign a big deal. Pretty good sales technique, actually. He's got a few free agents still available, so it'll be fun to see him repeat this technique again. So my big Twins prediction is that they will end up signing a starter like Julio Tehran or Tanner Roark, and then they'll trade for David Price. It's not the big splash we're all hoping for, but it, you know, it is MN Sports. Finally, I know it's three below in Niswa today, but I'm sure Luke is still drinking a summer shandy while you record this. Well, that's all I have. Thanks for having me on. All right, so a lot to unpack uh, from Dave here on this take, Jeff. Um, first of all, I don't, uh, I don't see the Twins trading for for David Price, um, so I'm gonna have to disagree with him there. In fact, I'd be willing to bet him a summer shandy. First of all, summer shandy is delicious. Everybody knows it. Dave knows it. Dave drinks it. So let's not pretend that this is some weird thing that you shouldn't drink. Everybody loves it. Uh, be that as it may, um, the Twins are totally going to need to go after one of those secondary starters. I actually agree. I think someone like um, Tahara and Roark, one of those guys, probably ends up here. Um, we got to hope they have the season like Oda Rizzi had last year. Um, and maybe we can, you know, get them to overachieve a little bit. Um we're never going to get in on Garrett Cole and, you know, the 340 some million dollar contract or Strasburg with 250 or whatever he got. I mean, just obscene amounts of money. Um, we're never going to get those guys and, and those contracts can often end up terrible, much like David Price, who we were just talking about. Um, but I, let's hope the Twins do something. I mean, our, our biggest move thus far has been, what, re-signing the, the dude who got suspended for steroids last year for half the season? Um, <laughs> and a really good backup. <laughs> Uh, backup yeah, catcher I mean, backup catcher yeah who played for the uh, just yeah he's like 45 years old he's played for the tigers i mean i'm not you know he's fine he's serviceable but we got to make a bigger move our pitching got exposed in the playoffs Without question. everybody know everybody Without knows question. it um yeah I, I don't want uh Pineda to be the only guy it's kind of Irv santana part two with the steroids and the whole situation so they got to get aggressive in the pitching market um and it's going to be it's going to be interesting to watch, but it's obviously very early. I do think things will start to hopefully move now that those two big name pitchers are off the market. So I thought Dave got the one part right, and that was the summer shandy. Um, I am uh, I, 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 I will self admit I am drinking a Mike's Hard Lemonade tonight. And, uh... <laughs> Why would you self admit that? Hey, we're See, all about, you make summer about... shandy seem like you're shooting straight whiskey if you're talking about uh, Mike's. Oh my gosh. We're gonna, we might lose viewers over there, or listeners over this, Jeff. Now I'm a little concerned. I think the acupuncture, so wait, you know, probably softened me a little bit tonight. <laughs> acupuncture, Mike's Hard Lemonade. Um, I'm uh, I'm starting to worry a little bit here, Jeff. I, the I'm not sure how much that back is screwed you up. Are you I'm mocking me? Worried. Are you mocking me, Luke? I absolutely am. Yes. Well, good because that's the segment we're up to here in the show. <laughs> it's our mocks of the week. Mock, yeah, ing, yeah, bird, yeah, 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 mockingbird, don't everybody. All right, so Luke, uh, we're going to start with uh, with a take from uh, from Weston, and uh, and Weston's feeling pretty proud tonight. Um, take a listen. Hey guys, Weston from Badness Heights here. Long time, second time. Uh, I'm actually coming to you tonight from Arlington, Texas. I'm down here for work. 
And the sports bar across uh, across from the hotel where I had dinner tonight happened to have the Big Ten Network on one of its TVs, which meant I had the distinct pleasure of watching Wisconsin basketball lose to Rutgers tonight. Um, obviously, it's too bad the Gophers are having a rough season, too, so we might not really have bragging rights, but the fact that Wisconsin sucks, too, is definitely going to make a long, cold winter feel just a little bit better. So um, the way I look at it, you have to take the positives where you can find them, and the serendipity of watching Wisconsin get beat despite being all the way down here in Texas um, definitely put an unexpected little hop in my step tonight. All right, so a lot of talk about the uh, the Gopher basketball team. <laughs> Wisconsin goes down to Rutgers, so there is a, there is a god. <laughs> hey, so anything right now when it comes to basketball in this state that we can uh, we can latch onto that's positive would be a good thing. Right, I think it's, you always cheer for the Gophers or whoever is playing Wisconsin, and uh, I guess go Scarlet Knights. <laughs> Absolutely, never thought we'd say that. By the way, so so my my. Uh, my mock actually is going to stay here in the state of Minnesota uh, and, and go back to college football and news this week that St. Cloud State, the Huskies, uh, are dropping their football program and, and, and also Crookston um, ditching their football program, uh, of all things, um, which is, you know, it's really sad to see uh, you know, these universities that, uh, you know, football has obviously been a staple for the program for, for many years and, and they're going away from it. Here, here's the kicker, though, Luke. Uh, they are uh, they're dropping football for football. Uh, let me put it a different way. They're dropping football for football. Soccer. <laughs> now, that, now that makes a little more sense. I think you're going to confuse the listeners there for a minute. <laughs> you know, and, the accent and, is very important to differentiate. <laughs> Should I try it one more time? They're dropping football <laughs> for football. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> which, which is... I mean, and, and it goes beyond that. It's not just a, a one for one, but uh, but you know the, the the Huskies have decided to drop the program um, and uh, and place their resources elsewhere. You know, you feel for the for the kids in the program. I mean, obviously they they have chosen to go to college there for a reason, and uh, and and now they're they're losing that 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 opportunity. You make a good point there. Uh, college. Uh, for a reason, particularly at St. Cloud State. Um, I would like to actually uh, read you a quote that I found on this story that I, that I thought was interesting. So in the, uh, I believe this was a Star Tribune report. Um, this is a, a report about St. Cloud State. So I'm, I'm going to quote this directly because I think it's important. So quote, their statement asserted that the majority of athletes at St. Cloud State chose the school for its sports programs, not for academics. End quote. Uh, yeah, you think? Right, right. I would argue that maybe they chose it for some, you know, well-earned Friday and Saturday night uh, festivity reputation. Yeah, k- as well. kudos for the Star Tribune on that fine reporting. Anyone yeah, that yeah, knows St. Cloud State knows that uh, <laughs> that they're there for the house parties or the uh, or the nights at the red carpet. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to certainly insult any, um, you know, Huskies who may be uh, fans of the show. Um, but I will just say the, the ones that I do know didn't necessarily go there because I felt like this was, a, you know, an Ivy League caliber um, academic situation. There were certainly other mitigating factors. The other crazy thing, so so Crookston, I actually had the opportunity to, to, to travel through Crookston. Don't ask me why uh, earlier this summer. <laughs> I was going to ask you why. Actually. Well, well, to be fair. Well, let's, skip, let's skip that. We, yeah, you know. yeah in, in fairness, so, so we were there. It was the start of, of uh, a football camp. and, and uh, But the crazy thing that I learned when we were in Crookston is that, uh, that the school School had is down to about 800, slightly more than 800 enrollees in the entire school, and their incoming freshman class was about 200. 
which is uh, which wow. is crazy. So I, I think they got bigger problems there than than just uh, just cutting the football program. But but to be perfectly honest, 80, 85 guys, um, you know, on a football program, that's ten percent of their enrollment. Uh, so you know, yeah, you kind of wonder kind of wonder what's going on up there. Yeah, something to watch as, as far as trends go. It's interesting. All right, so the we, we mentioned take last day. We mentioned the Timberwolves uh, uniform thing earlier. That would have been number one for bullet most weeks, but we already covered in our uh, Minnesota sports quite segment quite lengthy earlier. too, as, as as I might point out. Yes, yes, but I mean that was worth worth it. That was oh, a, absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it's I can't say something like that won't happen again because of Minnesota, um, but it, it was it's pretty unique. So I felt like we gave it the appropriate time. Anyway. Uh, Couple, uh, couple nominees for me this week. Number one, um, I, I really thought hard about going with the uh, good old New England Patriots. Why wouldn't um, you? Who, who this week, um, and not for their terrible uh, offensive performance again last week. They might be, by the way, they might be like the worst ten and three team in football, which is really hard to say about the Patriots. But they, they looked putrid on offense the last few weeks. Um, anyway, that's an aside. So the Patriots got busted for cheating again this week, or at least appearing to cheat. Um, for having a film crew at the Cincinnati Bengals game who was filming uh, allegedly for a scout. Uh, they were filming a segment about the, the life of a scout in the NFL. Uh, but it just happened to be at the Bengals game, and they just happened to be playing the Bengals coming up. Now, honestly, I don't even know if I really need to mock the, the fact that the Patriots kind of set themselves up to cheat or at least look like cheaters again. But if you are going to cheat or, or risk looking like a cheater, why would you do it by wasting it on the Bengals? Yeah, That's I what might, I would like to know. I might send somebody I mean, out to San Francisco and <laughs> and, and, and scout those 49ers a little bit. But uh, but seriously, I mean, I think you can Google the Bengals' offense and find it online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could probably Google and find most of the scoring plays in a few minutes, too. They have, what are they, didn't they get their, their first win last week? Uh, whatever. Um, so the Patriots look ridiculous. I'm not going to go with that, though, because I think I have a better one. Um, but it's a little more homegrown, so it fits with the theme of the show this week. Um, so Timberwolves uh, coach Ryan Saunders, who honestly have been, you know, I don't want to say impressed by, but I, I feel like he's gotten off to a fairly solid start, um, given that he came in in kind of a weird situation. Um, but we mentioned earlier the Timberwolves have lost five games in a row. So four of those were on the road. They just got done with a four-game road trip. So analyzing the game uh, post-haste after their last loss, Ryan Saunders said, and I quote, not a good road trip for us. <laughs> um Ryan really hit the nail on the head there, Jeff. Right, absolutely. Um, you know the kind of analysis you're looking for, I think, from a head coach. As as a couple of PR guys, I'm I'm sure. You know, just thinking about it, what other sort of quotes could he have come up with after uh, after a five game road trip like that? I mean, he could have gone with like, <laughs> "Well, that sucked." I mean, that I, honestly, I think that might be better, right? Just simply straight to the point. That, that would have um, been way better. Um, we we did what we do. We could have gone with that, <laughs> you know, we did what we do. Right. I mean, um, you know, of course, I think about uh, uh, losing on the road. You know, at least it's good to get home, right? <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> mm. Plenty more where plenty more where that came from. They could go. <laughs> yeah, on the home point, I, I think. Exactly. Uh, I, I think they play. Uh, the next three games at home, one was against the Jazz tonight, which they probably already lost while we were taping this. Um, then they get the Clippers at home, um, yeah. which is not a great matchup for us. And then I think they have the Pelicans after that, who actually are surprisingly good with all those young kids and the billion draft picks that they got to get even better. So I would not be surprised to see them lose three games in a row at home, and then I don't know what to say at that point. I think, I think you go with something simple you know, like this. Uh, can't wait for our next neutral game site. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to get to the NCAA tournament where we can play on a neutral floor, yeah. 
Okay, so uh, Luke, we're uh, we're going to shift gears, and and usually we give you a minute to talk about. See what I did there? Shift gears. Usually we give you a minute to talk about NASCAR, but we actually <laughs> clever, got a, by the way, real clever. <laughs> we actually got a couple of uh, of takes in on NASCAR of all things. So uh, that's what I'm I, talking about. <laughs> people are listening, and and uh, and and this one, I guess, comes from Goober. Hey, Goober here from Charlotte. Wanted to get your guys' take on the news about Jimmy Johnson's retirement next year. Um, I guess my thoughts are it's going to be a fun season because it'll make every race relevant, or at least the majority of them, you know, like his last race at Martinsville or, you know, what Homestead will look like when it's his last race. Uh, end of an era, hard, hard for me to see this coming to an end, but it may... Just keep NASCAR relevant for at least one more year. What's your thoughts? Okay. Thanks. Bye. Okay, so we, yeah, we, the Jimmy Johnson news, um, you know, we mentioned that briefly uh, when it came out a week or two ago, but this is actually a pretty interesting take. Um, NASCAR definitely has some doldrums uh, during certain parts of the season, and I think that uh, Goober from Charlotte makes uh, an excellent uh, point that it'll make a lot of those races relevant next year. Um, however, Jeff, I do, I do have to say that Goober from Charlotte sounded a little familiar to you. Yeah, I was just thinking that... Uh... It almost sounded a little bit like Todd. Yeah, um, you know, we'll have, maybe have to go back and check where the audio came in from, but I just uh, it, it sounded awfully familiar to me uh, from a couple different submissions we had this week. So you know, we we also have uh, have you know speaking of of familiar submissions, um, <laughs> our good our good friend Jason uh, is back, uh, but this time with a uh, with a, a pretty interesting take as well on NASCAR. My final bit of my mock goes out to Luke. You had to drag your wife into our fantasy league. Uh, dude, uh, at least my wife played in our fantasy league for a number of years. Uh, you, you lit the fire under my ass. I'm coming for that trophy, the trophy I brought into the league. Um, yeah, look out. You guys are going down. Anyway, talk to you later. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm glad that uh, Jason called in, Todd. This is important. So, so for those of you who may not have heard uh, the, the full show last week, um, my wife had called in to uh, kind of mock this uh, beautiful trophy that Jason references. Um, Jason's a little hot and bothered about that. Now, Jason did, I will say, I have to verify, he did bring this giant, beautiful NASCAR trophy into our NASCAR league. He has not seen it since, Jeff. He hasn't sniffed it. He probably doesn't even remember what it looks like. Well, speaking um, of having seen it, I won a couple times even, or a couple times. <laughs> Definitely not a couple times, Jeff. Let's not let's not get carried away. I know this is our podcast, but we got to stick to the truth. <laughs> hey, I won once anyhow, and I, yes, didn't, I he, never even saw the trophy. Well, and I think everyone knows why you won. There's a thing called beginner's luck. Um, you know, it happened once. It hasn't happened again. There's a reason. Now, if you want to talk about who's won it the most, Jeff, yeah, well, let, we can let, certainly... Let's, let's talk about the show ending, because that's exactly exactly what I'm going to do with it right now. <laughs> I'm going to get this in one week. Hey, one time, maybe. But uh, that is our show for this week. For Luke, I'm Jeff. You've been listening to Sports Mocker.